1: Dr. Doreen
0: Grand Pichet is the. Dr. Doreen is an expert in autism. Doreen Grand
1: Dr. Grand Pichet. Dr. Doreen Grand Pichet. Dr. Doreen Grand Pichet is a visionary in the field of autism. Now you can ask her questions on Ask Dr. Doreen. Good morning and welcome. It's Ask Dr. Doreen Yay. and we're here with Dr. Doreen Grampiche. Good morning. On a very big day. It's a huge day. So <laughs> it's a very huge. Day. I'm just glad it's finally here. Uh, like just bring <laughs> just bring it on already. I can't stand the an- anticipation. Uh, it's like Christmas Eve and all the, th- all the things at the same time. Because What are we talking about this afternoon mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. Pacific, Pacific time. time, which is 6 p.m. Eastern time. I'll count on you guys to do the math, whatever time zone you're in around the world. We're going to go live with mm-hmm. the Autism Network podcast a and we are going to attempt with Traven's uh, wonderful genius help uh, to stay live nonstop for 44 hours. I, I keep telling people that, and they're like, did you say 24 hours? Yeah, no, yeah. 44 hours. And throughout that time, there's going to be nonstop resources, information, inspiration for amazing guests who um, have so many different perspectives. Yes. And, and really for everyone. I, I really honestly believe that we have found something for everyone. it's an incredible lineup, honestly, right? and It's amazing. All, uh, good job. It's well, all you. No, I mean, I'm, I was humbled by the fact that when we reached out to people, it, there was no hesitation. People really? were like, absolutely, I want to be a part. Um, and, and we did a, a lot of, um, because a lot of the hours are going to be takeover hours. Sometimes they're in the studio, but a lot of times they're doing it from different places around the world. Yes where they are. And so we were doing just, you know, practice connections with people the last week. And mm-hmm. it was just amazing to talk to all these people who I love and respect and admire. And each one of them was saying, you know, well, we're, we're excited. We're, but how are you and Traven? How are you and Toreen? How is, how is everybody there? It was so yeah. nice that they even That's asked amazing. how we were yeah. doing because yeah. they've got their own stuff to worry about. But um, yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm humbled. And I can't wait for it to start. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing.
0: And uh, right off the bat, I'm going to say thank you to you and Traven
1: because the the two of you are going to be the most exhausted. (laughs) So, well, I think Traven gets to win. Yeah. Uh, Traven gets to win the exhaustion thing. But a lot of people are doing a lot of heavy lifting, and you are too. You're going to be on camera a lot of hours. And I'm very excited about it. I get to do, I don't know, I, I think it's a total of like
0: six hours of Ask Dr. Doreen yep, or something I and think then so. and then I do several interviews with people that I think are influencing the world in a good way. Yes. And um and then I also get to talk about potty training and I get mm-hmm. to
1: talk about uh, anxiety and lots of stuff. It'll be yeah. fun. Amazing. And uh and and maybe in a second we'll go over some of the different things that are gonna be happening But I want to say good morning, first of all, to our journey, Cameron's New Life. So thrilled that you're here. Autism Journey with Elijah, who is doing one of the takeovers for us, which we're very excited. Taryn is with us. She says, it's the big day. Hello, ladies, praying for you all that everything goes smoothly. Thank you. We'll accept your prayers. <laughs> um, Autism Journey with Elijah says, this is amazing and incredible. One, what an honor to be a part of it. Well, it's an honor for us that you're a part of it too. And you're one of the people who, uh, you know, I said, would you be interested in doing this? No hesitation. Yes, I'd love to do that. It's amazing. And I'm, I'm
0: hoping that some of our like regulars will see their names when we're doing the show because it always gives me so much energy to see the folks we know.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And I want to um, point out, you know, you, whenever you're going to do something, you hope and pray for a slow news day. And um, <laughs> the universe laughed at me for and us uh, because today is not a slow news day. So I, I'm just going to put it out there. We need your help, um, that if you could please, uh, you know, we've done press releases and we've notified the media and we've done all that, but it's not a no, uh, slow news day. So we're counting on you guys to spread the word in whatever way that you can. It's it's 44 hours long, so you've got plenty of opportunity for everybody to, you know, it, so if you want to share the, the feed on your Facebook um, or, or do a post about it, we appreciate any and all support that you can give us to put the word out and let people know that this is happening. Uh, I also want to say that we we're doing a big shout out and a thank you to Discovery Toys because throughout many of the hours, especially that you and I are going to be a part of, mm-hmm. uh, they have given us some wonderful gift certificates that we are going to be giving away. We'll tell you at the start of the hour if we're going to be giving away Discovery Toys gift certificates, and we'll uh, every time that you write in a comment, and you know, or a question. Uh, or that you you know share or put somebody's name in a comment, then you will be. And you can do this on Facebook or YouTube. Um, then you will get, that will enter one entry for that hour, and by the end of the hour we will announce who the winners for wow, that hour are. Wow, that's awesome. So uh, we've got a lot. They've been very generous. We've got a lot wonderful. of Discovery Toys, if you guys don't know, really, really wonderful. I, w- I do want to say that the gift certificates will only be good on the Discovery Toys website, the United States mm-hmm, website. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll make sure when we give you the gift certificate, it will tell you what website to go to purchase, and they, they will not be good in stores or on Amazon. Okay. So, But it will be good on their website. And they, I love their toys. They've yeah, been frequent yeah. winners in our toy guides, so it's they're good toys. Those are the kind awesome. of toys you see on like baby Einstein videos. Yeah. You go, love Where'd that. they get uh, those toys? Discovery toys. So, anyway, yeah, we're so excited about that. Also, there I, I was saying today, I'm not having a good hair day. I don't know. How, how uh, can I, this I disagree. Be? I love your hair today. <laughs> it looks like a white helmet. How can you love this? But thank you. I appreciate it. Um, You're just saying that to make yourself, gear yourself up for the end yes, of the... Yes, for something very exciting. Do you want to tell them what we're going to do in the final hour? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that yes. we will raise
0: enough funds. Yes. What was our goal for this? Well, was,
1: we've, we've said that we would like to raise $5,000 that, that would be iPads for children on the spectrum. Children right. and teens and adults right. on the spectrum. So, And if we raise $5,000...
0: I will have the great joy (laughs) of shaving Shannon's head on live on our last hour. In the last hour, which will be tremendous. I'm so excited about that. The clippers are here. They're charged.
1: They're cordless, so that you're just gonna be able to. I ordered myself an apron. Oh, very good. Because <laughs> I we? I have the little tie on thing. Oh, you do. I, well, do. I have. I ordered a, a better, like one of those that catches the <laughs> hair. So we'll have fun. Lots so of fun. That's so funny. Well, you know, uh, we started in the pandemic. I um, have been cutting my own hair. I've not cut my. I've not gone to a, a salon uh, since amazing. the pandemic started. And eventually, I ordered like really good clippers, and I cut my husband's hair. That's awesome. My son won't allow me to cut his hair anymore. I don't know why. Um, and so <laughs> he, he looks like an Amish potato farmer <laughs> right now. He's, his hair is about like this long and he's really? almost at the point where he can put it in a man bun. And so, you know, did Sonny ever grow his hair long? Did he ever no. go through that? Um, no, just when he was really little. It's, yeah. a, it's a thing, you know. Uh, so there you go. But uh, I'm going to be the baldest one in the family. Oh, my uh, gosh. Which it's, will be so fun. But you look so great bald. So. I don't mind being bald. Yeah, bald is good, good for me. Uh, I have no problems with it. So please make it happen. All we need is $5,000. And by the way, we'll accept more. Um, and I think at some point, Traven will show you how you can participate in uh, and donate. It's it's a, a very specific challenge. We've created its own donation page for it for Autism Care Today. And, um, you know... $5,000, whatever yeah. you have on the couch yeah. cushions. I mean, There's yeah. no donation too small, by the way.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we work really hard. We do a lot to try to get funds for Autism Care Today to make these donations. And I'm really proud of Act Today sure because um, it's our nonprofit that we founded. Gosh, I think it was almost 20 years ago. I should look up the year because it could be 20 exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've given out uh, over $2 million to families for services and iPads. Of course, that's a very common request because there's a lot of kids out there who cannot communicate. And iPads are fabulous for communication. Um, And also for just reinforcers, you know, things that the kids can do educational games on and learn. So, uh, yeah, we ask you to please help us. Uh, get get the 5,000. I told my son, Sonny, yesterday that I'm going to do this, and he said, What? 5,000?
1: You should increase it to 10,000. Well, as soon like... as it gets to 5,000, I am going to increase it to ah, 10,000. So I there see. we go. Uh, but don't anybody tell. Shh, it's our little secret. <laughs> uh, I also want to say hello to Alicia, who is joining us. Alicia, I want you to know that I saw your email this morning. I'm going to ask your forgiveness that I'm not going to email you back for probably 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw your email, and And um, yes, I will uh, because she asked for a PowerPoint about um, we did a talk recently about how to get an aid and how to how how to utilize an aid in the classroom. But she would also like to get on your list to have you see her wonderful daughter. So uh, see, Alicia, I did read your email (laughs) (laughs) at at like 5 a.m. this morning. Uh, Okay. And by the way, uh, autism journey with Elijah hopefully it won't cause anybody in the States uh, to lose sleep. Because well, well I who calls her to lose sleep, but she has one of those tough hours. I, I just realized. I think you work uh, nights too. So, um, but uh, oh, I see. I totally. I thought you meant about the head shaving. The head shaving is going to be happening from in, in the morning during our usual time that we do our show, ten, from 10 to correct. eleven. That's correct. Pacific time. Okay. Uh, I see your muchas gracias. There we go. Okay, so we are going to get to questions today, but I also, in, in between all of it, I, I want to talk a little bit about the podcast-a-thon, about some very particular hours that I think that people should attend to that I think I whether that. it's going to be extra fun or it's going to be extra informative things that you've never seen before. But um, our and, top... our, and our schedule is on the website, so yes. please go to
0: Autism Live, right? That's it's where... actually autismnetwork.com.
1: And then when you get there, you'll see there are all kinds of things that say podcast-a-thon, podcast, So we put it, because everybody we talked to were like, well, I would like it here, and I would like it here, and I would like it there. So we put it as many places on that first page as you could find it, and there's a place where it says click here to see the calendar by hour. Do that, and then you can scroll through, and it's really fun. I scroll through about eight, nine times a day, and... um, Mo- not because I have to, because I want to. I'm like, ooh, and and it's cruel because I have to sleep during the hours that I'm not here. It's for. gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. It's, I'm excited about it too. Uh, but we do want to get to some questions. You guys can be asking questions live during this hour. Don't forget that we're going to be doing two full more hours of Ask Dr. Dream today. Today, that's right. Later Starting on at, today at four, I believe. Why don't we go through the first five yeah, hours? Yeah, so that do it. Because the let's first five it. hours are pretty intensely us. Um, So the first hour is the kickoff. Which is amazing. It really is. Tell them who our guests are. So uh, you and I will be co-hosting that hour, but our guests, they're going to be sitting right here in this studio with us, Joe Montana. You guys know him from Criminal Minds and the voice of Fat Tony on The Simpsons. I, that's one of my favorite credits I, did, I didn't even know that he's the voice of Fat Tony. Oh, wow. He has a jacket that they gave him that he he wears almost, in fact, he wore it to the All Ghouls Gala. Oh, that is and from that. it said Fat Tony oh, on it. Oh, my
0: gosh. And because I
1: was like, nice jacket. And he was like, oh, it's a Fat Tony jacket, which that's I didn't realize because awesome. he had a Simpson jacket on. Um, but he's also searching with, for Bobby Fisher, the godfather. I mean, hello, this man's I mean, he's such resume. a great, great actor. And he's a mensch. He's like a... a he's an
0: awesome guy and he's for so many years he has just kind of you know my dear friend Lou Diamond Phillips used to say mm. that it's a pleasure and an honor to kind of put my spotlight on autism right yeah and that's what Joe
1: does and has done for so many years amazing and he's a dad he's got two daughters um one who is on the spectrum they're both adults now and yeah. are, are doing great and Got an amazing wife. What a team they, they are. are! So incredible. we can't wait for Joe to be here. Then uh, Holly Robinson Pete, who I adore. Amazing! Wow, Holly, um, you know, and part of the, the the kernel of the seed of everything that I do, a million million years ago, right when Jem was being diagnosed with autism. You know, my girl is Oprah. I I love me some of Oprah. Of course. Um, and and I, whenever I was in most need, I, it seemed like. I always used to say and my son used to say, Opa is mommy's very godmother.
0: Oh. Um,
1: because I would turn on the TV and she would be saying something that I needed to hear in that moment. Yeah. Right. And um I turned on the TV and there was Holly sitting there with Jenny McCarthy talking about autism. Right, right. And it was a life changing <coughs> day wow. for me. It wow. changed and Holly said something that <coughs> changed everything for me. Yeah. Um and and I so I've always loved her. And if you guys didn't see her on The Masked Singer last week, like, you have to Google it and look it up. We're going to talk about it today. But, she, I mean, she sang, and it was serious business. We should try to show a segment of it on when here. I don't know if here. they'll let us, but, it, but you have to. We'll talk with it her about amazing. what it was like being on The Masked Singer because that's a whole secret thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what an amazing mom she is. Oh, yeah. Four kids. Um, RJ is on the spectrum, and what a life they have led. And uh, and she's got a powerful new role at Hallmark where she's doing a lot of things and getting Hallmark to be inclusive and, and subject matter about autism. So we're thrilled that Holly's here. And we're going to talk about that singing thing because I see an album in her future. Amazing. I mean, there's no Amazing. way that that can't happen. And then, of course, uh, the fabulous and lovely Kobe, Kobe Bird. He is the actor who played Rufus on Lock and Key. And mm-hmm. he was also on Speechless <clears> and <throat> The Good Doctor. He has been at the forefront of um really tearing down yeah. boundaries there the three of them are right there tearing down boundaries so that people who are actually autistic and that's the hashtag actually autistic are playing roles uh, characters that are on the spectrum yeah i love that that authentic representation that. so he's amazing he did a project for us this week that um we're gonna be talking about too in the studio because it was kind of amazing so that's the first hour like, how are we gonna live through that? I and then I'm, afterwards, we're gonna be like, oh, that was so good. But then, <clears throat> then it, we crack the whole thing wide open, and then the first, we do the first hour of Ask Dr. Dream. Right, right. Um, and so Which you guys, will be at 4 p.m. today. Yeah, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Then the second hour, the, the third hour, will be um, Ask Dr. Doreen, but you're going to give the, your ultimate anxiety talk. That's today? Okay. That's today. It's yeah. <laughs> so nice. I'm telling her how that goes. <laughs> uh, and then after that, so, you, so you'll be here the first three hours. After that, we've, we've told you that you're excused if you want to be excused. But then we start into two hours of Autism Live in the first hour. And I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just are, taking it like, on.
0: I mean, no one's going to want to leave it this i point. know
1: i know so the first hour of autism live uh we're welcoming dr stephen shore who'll be joining us virtually for the whole hour gonna do an because we never have time with him right so we're gonna be talking with him and then the hour after that which is 7 p.m pacific time it's oh. dr temple Grandin. her new book comes out today oh wow it's called autism and education as i <coughs> see it and amazing it's really amazing. taking on from temple's point of view you know, education. She's got a lot to say about that. So we're really excited about that. Then we take a break and we throw the reins over to the fabulous Dr. Carrie Magro, who's hosting a Stories from the Spectrum for yep, us. Yep, this is awesome. And then, then I'm gonna, we're going to do some questions and you guys can look to see what the next few hours are after that. Uh, because it's really amazing, but um, wonderful. Uh, okay, we do have a question here. I've got a, I've got questions here too. But Autism Journey with Elijah says, can you please answer this? We had a friend whose her uh, her granddaughter, who she is living with from Oregon now into Arizona. She just turned 18 in November. Can you please tell me any resources that can help her oh, yes. with her granddaughter? She understands it's so interesting that you wrote this in because it goes right with our topic. Um, She understands that 18 is the adult age. We just don't know when we can, what we can do to help her. They, they found her this morning. She has an understanding of a 12 year old. So I, I, um, I'm concerned about, um, did she just show up? Mm-hmm. Uh like or is it or is it that they knew that she was coming because uh, the way you worded that it sounds a little bit like maybe they she they, she wasn't expected. So I'm curious about that. Right. Do you have more questions while we're asking no, questions? No, no, I think
0: what you're asking though is just sort of resources in Arizona. And it's interesting because one I mean if I had to pick a place to be when I'm 18 and have autism it would probably be Arizona because Uh, Denise Resnick's organization, SARC, is there, Um, and I'm going to not, I'm not going to attempt to say the exact acronyms, what (laughs) SARC stands for, but it is S-A-A-R-C, I believe, and they are in Phoenix, and they might have other locations as well, but Denise is a mom who founded this organization, and she does fundraising every year, and Um, they were one of the very first uh, who who developed a center for adults. And so they have programs and education and training and therapy and resources, and everyone in Arizona, especially if you're in the Phoenix, Scottsdale area, everybody knows SARC. So I would definitely get in touch with them, and I'm sure they will guide you the right way. There you
1: go. Wonderful. Um, it's an amazing and it was amazing that you brought up the grandparent thing because our topic today was about involving everyone in our first question mm-hmm. I am a grandparent uh-huh. and I would love your advice on how to support my daughter. Her son was diagnosed with autism. What do I need to know yeah that's it's wonderful
0: uh it's really, really lovely to have parents who want to support their children who have children on the spectrum it is As we all know, it takes a village. And there's lots of different ways you can support your uh, child and your grandchild. Uh, I would say probably it would be important to start out with actually one of our guests who's coming on, this, I think maybe tomorrow, is Steve Edelson, who runs Autism Research Institute. And honestly, I mean, it is called Autism Research Institute, but it is one of the most uh effective and just uh, comprehensive resources for information uh their website has always for and I've known Steve for gosh I think 40 years or so but um has all, their website has always been a fantastic resource in providing information so I would start with a place like that. I would go on the website, learn about autism, uh, learn kind of what the you know what the symptoms are, uh, but then also learn more importantly about the treatments that are available. Um, you know, obviously uh, i the number one treatment that has been approved by the Surgeon General and is therefore also, uh, funded by medical insurance is ABA, or Applied Behavior Analysis, which is critical for a child, especially when they're younger. Um, speech therapy, occupational therapy, particularly of a sensory integration mode. Um, dietary interventions so, so, so vital to learn about that as a grandparent. Yes. Um, and, of course, then ju- I think the biggest thing I could tell grandparents is to be... Um, open-minded and and really listen to what the parents of the child want. You could be someone that they can shoot ideas off of and have dialogue and discussions. But I think you don't want to add stress. And too many times I've seen grandparents have their own Uh, plan and their own path that they think agenda (laughs) that they think is the right thing to do and it's not always the thing the parent wants to do and that just produces additional stress for the parents because they already you know you have to realize that as a parent and most of our viewers are parents it's very hard right it's hard to figure out what the right thing is it's hard to do the right things and not like not do the wrong things. It's hard to know how much of the right thing, which provider, uh, what's right for my child, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's so much advice given to parents, uh, and yet there's no one direction. So they have to be the ones figuring it all out. So if you can help them with the research and just let them kind of read through it and make a decision and then support them with whatever they decide, um, that is probably the biggest help you can give. And then the other thing I would say, Shannon, I'm sure you'll agree with this, is uh, if you can give them respite every once in a while. Like parents of kids on the spectrum are exhausted, just they're tired. And if you can give them time off, if you can take the child um, and allow them to just rest and, uh, you know,
1: just... Take care of themselves. That'll be a huge help. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Although the one asterisk I would put is that um, it kind of takes the two things that you said and put them together. Is that when you're doing the respite, make sure that you're doing it to the letter of what they said, what the what this whatever Absolutely. the agenda that the parents. Absolutely right. You know, I my uh, my dear departed mother, who I adored and who. You know, I didn't have Gem until I was almost forty-one. I was like three months before my forty-first birthday, so we were—it was an event that yeah. I had become a mother. You know, and yeah. I mean, And my mother was so excited about that and wanted so much to be a part of that. And then, of course, you know, we got the diagnosis, and um, yeah. I initially said to my mother, "You can't come." She was living um, in Iowa at the time, and I said, "You can't come. I needed—I need a little time to figure this out for us and get our, our house set up, and so you can't come for a while." And that hurt her feelings a mm-hmm, lot. Mm-hmm, and I feel bad mm-hmm. about that, but it was something that I felt that we needed to do. Then when she did come, she was walking into something that was already set up and yeah. it wasn't to her thinking. Right. You know, to her thinking, if somebody hits you, yeah. you give them a lecture and you put right. them in the corner. Right. Which right. is often not what we would do depending on yeah. why they hit, right, right? Right. And so she had a really hard time. And there was a there was a pivotal moment where um you know first of all she blamed me for him uh she said he doesn't have autism he you just have spoiled him you and your husband waited too long to have a child it's all your fault and if you would just discipline him and and I remember saying what am I supposed to do beat him I'm not going to do that oh my God! he doesn't understand what's going on and and she just was yakking at me and telling at me how much it was all my fault and I said to her mom What I need right now more than anything else is your support or your silence. Yeah. I'll let you pick which one you want to do. And and of course, in true fashion of my mother who was a character, she said, Well, I guess I'll have to be silent because I can't be supportive. Yeah. So I'm gonna sit here and be silent. Although I'm gonna chew my tongue because I'm gonna sit here, you know what I mean? And I just let her have that. But once she got to the other side, it caused her to be still for a minute. When, when she finally got run down, and she so then she could listen for a minute, and then she was present to see what we were doing. yeah And that changed her. Yeah, that's important. She, she saw what we were doing, and, she, and yeah. once she saw how he was learning, she said, this is the most amazing thing. Why, why isn't this featured on the news every night? Yeah. Why aren't more people talking about this? And she became his champion, mm-hmm. and she would be present with him. So often people like, you know, come in and they're like, well, we're going to do this instead of being present with mm-hmm. the kiddo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm just saying to grandparents, and it doesn't matter whether the individual is 18 or three, try being present mm-hmm. with them. You don't have to know everything about autism or how to, you know, I hear a lot of people will say, well, I don't know how to talk to them. Right, right. Well, okay, then just try sitting with them. Yeah. Try, you know, like y- doing something on the table. I watch you when you're with a kid with autism, and it's not a brass band. You just zero in on them, and you're there with them, and you're listening to them. Yeah, and that's all you have to do, really. It's <laughs> just
0: be present. And, and uh, I mean, it helps if you, I think a lot of people, Shannon, feel uncomfortable because they don't know how to react or yeah. respond. Yeah, and I think it's important if you learn the language, which for me is, like, two things help me. One is knowing ABA mm-hmm. helps, because I think knowing ABA is the language. But the other thing is just always putting yourself in the individual's shoes. Yes. And just, like, you know, if if someone is showing that they're, I don't know, disturbed or something, then thinking, oh, maybe it's these lights. Uh, maybe yeah. it's and asking them, you know, what can I do? Are you okay? Do you need something? Do you, yeah. should I turn off the
1: lights? Should we go? Just like making sure that you understand them. Yeah. Absolutely. So 100% is written in and says that they are, in fact, the grandparent of the person, the 18-year-old. She wanted to come and live here with my daughter. Her dad took her when she was a baby and told her nothing about us. I'm so sorry. She was connected to my daughter at the age of 16. Her dad gave us no background. We finally, after two years, have gotten medical background. She is getting DDD services um, and was her diagnosis. Her diagnosis is autism, ADHD, depression, and anxiety thus far. She ran away over the weekend. She was found this morning. I see, now I got it. Uh, we need to get her reevaluated. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. But, yeah. I'm, but I'm so glad that you found her because that has to have been the most frightening uh, weekend for you. Absolutely. Uh, when Unfortunately, she ran away. she's in Flagstaff, but you're not.
0: Too far from Phoenix, and I think it's really worth the journey because if you go, I had recommended SARC, which I'm not sure if they have services in Flagstaff, but uh, if you start out with a center like SARC, they have all kind of all around services, so they can do an evaluation. They ha- actually have a, a physician; I think he's still with them, Ron melmet and yes. he will do he will do the Um, evaluation. He has a whole center, the Malmed Center, and they will do all the evaluations. If there is a need for medication, such as if if she has depression, anxiety, then she might need to be on medication. And and then they will also uh, connect you to people who can do the ABA and speech, whatever she needs. She might, I don't know her functioning level, but she might need psychotherapy, Whatever is she it, that she
1: needs, they can help you find. We recently had Dr. Melmed on the show. So okay. you can look and uh, just there you go. You know, search on our channel and you can see our interview with him. But he is very much there and loves working with adults. So check that out. Uh, I also want to say that uh, our, our Journey, Cameron's New Life, says my employer's grandson was just diagnosed. How can mm-hmm. I support her and her family? Which I think... I mean, what a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, they also note that they've shared the show with her and my book as well. Great. I hope Dr. Grampy book Great. as well. And, um, and they also commented that their mom and son were soulmates even without words. So much of communication is not words. That's right. That's very true. And I think it's just, again, with new parents, um, helping
0: them, and especially you as a mom who's, connected to so many others I think just helping them with the core resources you know Shannon and I often talk about and we intended to do if we didn't have all these other million Mm. things to do but we've done a talk several times we intended to actually turn it into a book about kind of like the 10 things Oh, it's happening. Yeah. That, it's that, on, yeah. like Donkey
1: Kong. It's right. happening. We'll
0: do it. <laughs> and it's like the things that you just need to make sure that they attend to. So, you know, do a, have them make sure that they are able to get a good assessment so that they have an understanding of their child's skills and areas of, of need. Uh, make sure that if they have biomedical issues like, whether it is gastrointestinal inflammation or any allergies or anything like that, that that is taken care of and seen by a functional medicine doctor. If they need to be on a diet, make sure they are able to reach a good dietitian or nutritionist. Uh, Make sure the child is sleeping. That's a big, big, big one. A lot of times we just ignore that. Um, Sleep is super important. Um, and make sure that if, you know, when, when the, if they are doing a diet, you're also keeping them off of things that are just unhealthy for everyone, like, uh, you know, food coloring and sugar and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, make sure they have access to things like speech and occupational therapy and ABA, of course, and uh, parent education. And, you know, if you can help them find those resources, I
1: think that's a huge, huge help. Absolutely. I love that they say, uh, with my employer, I just listen a lot and share my experience with her trying to keep things at a professional level too. Um, yeah. yeah, because, you know, I mean, everybody needs yeah. something different yeah. and you don't know, and she may not know what she needs yet. And, yep. and you know, so listening is a great thing. But I love um, that, uh, thank you for sharing my book with them. And you know what else? You can tell them, I know her. If you ever have a question for her, I know her. Yeah. And then, of course, we always have your book on the set, except we don't right now because they wanted to know the title of your book. Sure. Which is always a mouthful. Yeah. Do you remember it? Because it's um. a mouthful. <laughs> I, and I think Traven's
0: looking for it right
1: now, and he might we bring had it had them up. all over I'm the set. Actually, not,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not sure that it is the right book for parents because yeah. it's so scientifically
1: written that. I think it's for when you're further along.
0: Yeah, and also mm-hmm. if you're like a professional in the field, you know. But um, if you look up my name, I'm sure on, on my website it, there's copies of it. But what I was I was gonna actually say is that you know we talk about all the resources right Mm -hmm. and all the things but that's assuming that the parent is like ready to go yeah and a lot of times we forget that parents have their own issues right and like if one of that's the reason that i'm doing this talk on anxiety because Uh, It's not just that our kids suffer with things like depression and anxiety. The parents obviously do. Yeah. And we forget that sometimes in the beginning, especially when a child is diagnosed, what they really, really need is just someone to hold them through the fear. Yeah. And there's just so much fear associated with this. and. Uh, Parents, you know, are are often thinking, thank you. Uh, Parents are often thinking that they, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? All of their dreams are shattered, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And that's just so scary. And so maybe in the beginning what you're doing is probably the best thing, which is just listen to them and assure them that they'll be okay. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, it's one in 36 kids now. And that's data from almost three years ago. So uh, it's certainly there are millions of people going through this as well, but it is nevertheless a very scary experience.
1: So uh, the grandparent of the 18-year-old wants to know, can she still get ABA at the age of 18?
0: Yes, yes, you can. And actually that's one of the beautiful things is that, you know, Arizona itself actually had a, when it's initially it's... um, The law changed in Arizona. It had a cap of 16, but that's no longer there because it's not uh, parity. Won't allow it to happen. The Mapia.
1: The Uh, Mapia. We uh, we used to have a a Mapia button on. Uh, Yeah. Because you know we ran around like a bunch of people for a lot of years and. We really, really hoped that ABA was going to be a mandate in all 50 states, and then it became clear that we were going to have to get it individually in each state. Right. And a lot of states passed things, and they put caps on things and said, you know, you can only have this much therapy until the time that you're 7, and after that you can have this much therapy, and it ends at 16, all these arbitrary, ridiculous things that aren't shown to be, you know, anything based in science, but it was what got put into law. But people like the fabulous Julie Cornell I
0: was just gonna say honestly, <laughs> I, it's amazing the things that Julie has accomplished, yeah. and you know, I should probably ask her if she would be on our on our show there you go. because honestly she one of the bills that mm-hmm. she was responsible for was to to make sure that there are no age limits in yeah. lots of different states, and so um yes, you can get aBA. Uh, it's harder to find providers, honestly, who are yeah, willing to do ABA trick. with 18-year-olds, but you certainly can get ABA, and um, I think that Sark, this is one of the things I like about SARC is that Denise herself has an adult child, and so she's very much about
1: resources for adults. There you go. But in any case, if you're in a state where it has these caps, uh, it's very possible that your insurance... Is uh, in, not in all cases, but mm-hmm. there's the Mental Health Parity Act, which basically says I'm going to paraphrase greatly and hope that Julie doesn't break out in the hives, but it says that if in the policy there is any place in the policy and uh, that it says that if let's say you were in a car accident and you needed to relearn how to yeah. do something. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything and there's no caps there then they can't arbitrarily put it on something Correct. else like autism. Correct. Correct. So what we found is that a lot of those ridiculous state caps are really uh, nothing. Yeah. They're they're a nothing burger. They'll trot them out to try to dissuade you from getting services, but if if you know MAPIA, the Mental Health Parity Act, then you can say, no, that's against the law, yeah. and it is. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing whenever I'm someplace and a parent is telling me something along these lines, like, you know, my child is being denied, they all their services stopped, they're eight, and, and we tell them about mapia and that it literally is something that can change yep. in a minute. It isn't something where you got to do a bunch of papers if you just say yep. uh, the right thing. It changes. Everybody gets very excited about it. I, I see that the... Uh,
0: grandparent or parent has written in and says the law says she's 18 so she can do what she wants. She's an adult, which is true, but I think once you get the evaluation, uh, you can get guardianship or conservatorship, and then you can make those decisions. And that is a little bit harder when they're post-18. I often tell parents... Of children who are still struggling quite a bit at 17 or 16 to work on getting guardianship because then that problem just doesn't exist for you yeah. once they hit 18. But hopefully, you
1: still can, uh, depending on what her evaluation is. Yeah, and um, lots of there, people get very nervous about conservatorship. Mm-hmm. because um, they think it's taking away all of that individual's rights. There are many different stages of conservatorship, and, and you can click, it's almost like a, a takeout menu. You can click what you want versus, yeah. so you can say, hey, you know, they're, they're in charge of who they marry, but I'm in charge of their finances. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever is needed for that individual. But right. you can start right. that process and should start that process right away because if she took off already yeah. Yeah. and was gone for the weekend, the law will tell you that she yeah. does have the right to do that, and if she, if you feel that she can't handle that, then you need to be talking to a lawyer like and today. A, yeah, yeah, it's difficult. Um, uh, uh, the Bonnie Yates, the Bonnie Yates, uh, the great Bonnie Yates would recommend to you copaa.org, which is the Council of Parent Advocates and Attorneys. Yes, copaa.org. You can go there, put in your city, and um, they will make recommendations about people who we, while well, we can't say carte blanche that everybody on it is great very often they are people who are parents of individuals that were special needs they kind of get it in a different way they're priced a little bit more Mm. appropriately so they're a great resource if you're looking for anything legal copaa.org that's awesome there we go Okay, uh, we did have another question that somebody said, help, this is the opposite side of the equation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Help, my mother-in-law does not think our son is on the spectrum even though he was given a 3-3 rating. How do I get her on board? Oh, my gosh. I know.
0: Well, Maybe
1: tell people what that 3-3 means.
0: Yeah, so 3-3 means pretty severe. Uh, In other words, this individual needs the most amount of support available to them uh, for both their communication, social communication abilities, and also their ritualistic, stereotypical abilities, so that's that you know that means that they're showing a lot of symptoms of autism. Um, and I don't, I, I, honest, I don't understand why they would not accept the diagnosis. Perhaps you, the person who gave you the three three diagnosis, also must have written a report. Uh, Perhaps you can, you know, print out that report and show it to your mother-in-law or perhaps you just it's not your burden to convince your mother-in-law at this point. Because, you know, like I said, you have enough going on, right? As parents, we're just worried about stuff and dealing with things and, you know, having to convince others of, of what's going on in your life. Maybe you should just put that one on the side for now yeah because you know, go about and do your thing. You know what you're doing, you've already gotten the diagnosis, move forward, get your services. And as Shannon said, sometimes uh, the
1: grandparents change just by seeing the effect of what you're doing. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of editing, and um, when you have extra things that come into your life and and when you're a child, is diagnosed with autism, you have extra things that have come into yeah. your life. You suddenly now need to get a Ph.D. in funding mm-hmm. for autism mm-hmm. treatment programs. You need to understand the legal laws around so many things. So many you gotta, things. you got to, like, get the whole family healthy of all these things that you have to do, and you're struggling to learn how to be the best advocate and ally Absolutely. for your child. And that's a lot. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I frequently joke and say to people, you know, now is not the time to take on the school bake sale. Uh, You're going to tell the PTA that you're busy, and sometimes that means that there are some people in your life that you have to say, "I can't right now." Yeah, and you don't even. I I love that you're like maybe that's not your problem. I mean,
0: you just you know how much can you handle as a parent? There's just and and the thing that I always want to remember is that like and you know this, Shannon, you're going through your own emotions as well. So just handling your own stuff, and possibly you have other children. Yes. And then whatever is going on with your spouse's emotions towards this, and then picking all the appropriate things for your child, it's just its too much.
1: And in general, I think people mostly mean well. Like, even when my mother showed up and said to me, you're doing this all wrong and you caused this, I think she meant well. Yes. I think that she thought, I, you know, this is my daughter, I've taught her wrong, and I need to help her with her yeah. child, right? Yeah. She was coming from a place of wanting to help me. But wanting to help and helping are two entirely different things. Absolutely. And so, you know, if we look at it from the point of view of, okay, this mother-in-law wants to be helpful, she's probably very rigid in how she thinks children should be raised, and, and does not want a reality in which her grandchild is on the spectrum. Exactly. that's uh, Right? That, that's so what she they just wrote. She wants the child to be normal. Yeah. Yep, you're and, right. And so, you know, and that's her deal. Yep. That's her deal. Yep. And and we can feel bad for her and sorry for her. But as you said, don't let, it, don't let it affect you. Yeah. You've got miles to run, places to go, things to do. And we can't make everybody happy all the time. No. Right. And she will... I 100% come around. Yeah. This is a topic that gets written about uh, a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. When Jason Kadams had uh, the show Parenthood, I don't know if people remember that. I remember that, that. yeah. And there was a character, um, because Jason Kadams is a dad, and Mm -hmm. so he represented in, in the show that he was producing. It's not the only show he's done about autism, but in fact Joe Montaigne was on his most recent one but um, i remember that there was a scene because the the grandfather had constantly been saying he doesn't have autism he's yeah. like the he's you know one of us and he's going to do this and whatever and then granddad said i'm going to take him on a fishing trip and everybody was a little bit nervous about it, and they went on the fishing trip, and he was there for maybe two hours and called and said, help, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and the dad yeah. talked him through and said, okay, well, first, you know, you have to tell him. It sounds like a great episode. It was a great episode. And, and the granddad was Craig T. Nelson, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. The fabulous Craig T. Nelson um but that show ripped me completely that was a great apart. show it a great yeah show. that was a great show uh I, I wonder if it's on uh netflix or something i'm like sure it. you it's can stream it available. somewhere because uh, it was a really good show it that, was a fabulous show it showed what it was like um for a family yep that that what the how the brothers and sisters reacted right Light or what's her name i forget <laughs> yeah, name from, the, from the gilmore Lorelei. girls yes Um, Because the brother whose child was on the spectrum was always the brother who was doing everything for everybody else. Correct. And then all of a sudden he had this child on the spectrum and people were still coming to him and saying, well, I need you to do this. Yeah. Until one time where he turned around and said, hey, has anybody noticed that I have something real going here and can you take care of your own crap for for a moment for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody sort of shifted and and made room and and the family had to learn how to be their sensory Wise, that's true. Uh, with there's and that young man, um, the young man who played the the character on the spectrum, what a talented actor he was, and what a great supporter of Act Today. Uh, do you remember? Because he was at your 20th anniversary. H- who was it? Oh my gosh, and I'm not going to remember his name right now, but a really, really talented young actor who played that role. Okay, um, we'll have but to... I'll find it. Uh, we've interviewed him several times. I'm just having an old fart moment. Oh, <laughs> <But> I can't <laughs> I'll look him up. arrange my brain. Um, how's that? I'll look him up while you're reading. the (laughs) There we go. Uh, I love that Amanda Bright is here. Amanda, I'm, I, I'm so glad that I get to be one of your people. She posted something this morning about how she was looking for her people. And I was like, please, can I be one of your people? Uh Um, and so I'm happy that I get to be one of your people. Uh, our journey, Cameron's new life says it took my husband years after diagnosis to want to interact with us. Max, Max Burkholder, Burkholder. Of course, is. I remember him. Uh, what a great what, guy. What a menshy little menshy was. Yes. Uh, and really, just a sweet kid who would sweet, go sweet, sweet. and uh, and watch yes. kids on the spectrum. Yes. I mean, the truth is that now, um, with representation the way we have, it would be someone on the spectrum playing. But I thought that Max Max was did a great really job. respectful great job. Yeah. Um, and did that. But now we're talking about the husbands. And can I say, as we shift back to the podcast a thon, that we've got Mm. some amazing dads on this podcast a thon? Yes. I wanted to make sure that dads were represented on this podcast a thon. So, you know, we've got Joe Montagna, who's going to be here. Um, And then we have the just two dads, both special needs dads. They're also financial wizards. They're starting a dads group. If there's any hour that, you know, that you guys could watch and have your husband watch, that would be a great one. We also have the autism dad advocate, Paul Carroll. Yeah. Who is, uh, you know, I just, it's like taking a warm bath listening to his podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Because it's the dad perspective and it's so, so different. It is very Uh, uh, So I love that. Then we have um, Kyle Jessel, who is the driven autism dad. Mm. And he is very inspirational, talks to parents about how what it feels like inside when it feels like there's chaos in your house yes and how you can come at it in the wrong way and make it worse or you can turn it around and show up for your kids he's got a great great point of view on that really remarkable and i feel like i'm missing one more um Mm. set of dads but dads are represented and this is a very specific thing for dads it's different yes for dads um and and so I, I hope that you guys will uh, tune in. And by the way, somebody asked a while back about, uh, you know, none of us can stay up for 44 hours. I can't stay up for 44 hours. Um, but each episode will be recorded and we will they will be available in podcast, not this week. It's going to take us a week mm-hmm. um, to be able to pump them out. So probably sometime next week they'll all be available in podcast. And then we're going to be re-airing them throughout the month of oh, April. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's nothing like being here and interacting live. Absolutely. There's nothing like that, like you guys are doing right now. Uh, I'm sorry? Oh. We have a new app, uh, the Autism Live app, that just oh. came out yesterday because Traven is fantastic. Um, so go on the App Store right now and download the Autism Live app. Wow. do yourself that favor. Uh Amanda says parenthood is always on repeat on my Hulu. There we go. Love Max, he did an awesome job. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, um I I think we've got hit most of the questions here. I hope I didn't miss something that somebody said. Let's take a minute to talk about I'm especially interested in the hours where you're going to be interviewing people that mm, you yeah, feel I'm have made a this. big influence. On the autism community, so right. can you talk about right. some of the people that you're going to be interviewing absolutely like Steve Edelson, you mentioned him before
0: yeah, Steve is uh an amazing guy. I think I met Steve Edelson Dr Steve Edelson um back in gosh it would have been like nineteen maybe ninety or ninety one and did you did you guys meet because of Bernie
1: Rimland, or was or was no. that just a coincidence? So
0: I had met Bernie Rimland, Dr. Bernie Rimland. What an amazing pioneer he was! But I had met Bernie back in uh, earlier when uh, Dr. Ivar Lovas, who was my mentor at UCLA, had introduced me to Bernie years before that. Mm-hmm. But I met Steve actually. Through a parent mm. who was all, uh, an amazing physician herself, both parents were physicians and they worked at cedar sinai and they were uh, it was this was the beginning of auditory integration okay. therapy, and Steve was doing research on it to okay. try to determine whether or not it was something valid so he and I met, and we talked about some assessments to determine whether or not this is effective and so on. And then, of course, later, uh, he was at, I don't even know if that time he was already at Autism Research Institute. He must have been because he knew Bernie for years. And so Dr. Bernie Rimland, who would have been Steve's uh, guru, I guess, was a wonderful man who Back in the, you know, he had an autistic uh, adult son, and he was one of the very first people. Uh, he wrote a book, I think, in the 60s, even, um, where he spoke about how autism, you know, back in the 60s, and people might not know this, but there was a big belief that autism had to do with cold parenting, and this was mm. uh, the, the refrigerator theory, mom. refrigerator mom, and this was the theory of a gentleman called Bruno Bettelheim. Unfortunately people like Dr. Bernie Rimland came out and wrote about it and said that's absolutely ridiculous and it has nothing to do with that and that there are chemical imbalances that need to be dealt with. And Bernie all the way back to uh, the 60s was a very, very strong supporter of this is biomedical, we need to look at what is causing this. You know, back in That's pretty brilliant. I mean, there's a show of Bernie. You can see Bernie being interviewed on a show literally in, I think, 64, speaking about this, and it's pretty brilliant. And he was also the founder of DAN, which was Defeat Autism Now. So I knew Bernie for a long, long time, and he um, brought together a lot of physicians from all over the world, uh, supported the dietary interventions that were way back in the early 90s were being supported uh, or presented. And then Steve took over, uh, worked with Bernie at Autism Research Institute and then took over as their executive director, I guess. And he is, in his own way, quite a brilliant guy and has done a tremendous job. Their newsletter is still, to me, the best resource. They have an amazing website that has lots and lots of not just video of presentations that are done but also uh, articles they sponsor research that's just fabulous Steve is an amazing guy so i'm happy to be talking to him i also have uh, some of my very old friends and colleagues from the days that we used to work together at card and these folks have all gone on to do other brilliant things uh, Dr. Kat Hurd will uh, talk about her new center that she has opened in Louisiana uh, called Mercy. And I'm um, excited to hear about what she's doing. And then, of course, um, Hank Moore and John Galley both work for Star of California. And I'm interested to learn more about that organization and all the wonderful work they're doing. Uh, let's see, who else do I have coming on the show? I have Uh, I'm interviewing some folks from um, Saudi Arabia, and I'm excited to talk to them because they will, of course, uh, be telling me uh, about kind of what's going on with autism in that region. I'm working with some folks there to open centers and bring resources to the Middle East. Sarah Litvak. Sarah Litvak, of course, my dear friend Sarah Litvak, who... Uh, is founder and also CEO of Behavioral Health Center of Excellence, BHCOE. And that organization is uh, really fabulous in that it, uh, you know, like how people, individuals get licensed, mm-hmm. like they become BCBA. And B- BHCOE then goes in and, and looks at whole organizations and then accredits them if they have a certain level of quality. And so that is, that is, I'd love for Sarah to tell us about some of the cool stuff BHCOE is involved yeah. with.
1: Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. So I want to encourage everybody, we're, we're down to the end here, but I want to encourage everybody that, a um, couple of things. Please uh, share about the podcast of thon or, yes. or share about the fundraiser to Shave My Head or both, whichever makes you happy. Because uh, <laughs> uh, if you're tuning in late, if we're, we're trying to raise money for iPads through Autism Care Today. And we have the current goal of $5,000. If we raise a minimum of $5,000, Dr. Grampy will shave my head live during the last hour of the podcast-a-thon. So Brass Tacks here, we, it's starting at 3 o'clock today. That's just a couple of hours from now. Yeah. It's dizzying to me to think about how much we have to do before that time, but I'm, I'll be so it's excited exciting. when it starts. Um, and uh, an amazing lineup. Uh, we hope that you guys will check it out. Go to autismnetwork.com. And click anywhere on the podcast-a-thon, look at the calendar, scroll through, chart your course of when you want to be awake and when you don't want to be awake. Because I, I know it's like we all want to sleep in the middle of the night, but I'm doing some pretty wild and wooly things during the night. <laughs> uh, I just am. I'm just going to say. One of the nights I'm going to play c- clips that I've never shown before before from my uh, one woman woman comedy show that are so well it's you know it's a little scary they're not meant to be shown on you know this kind of a format but you guys will forgive me um and that will be funny. And that's like at 3 o'clock in the morning when I will have the teehees. Oh, oh, my God. You know, it'll be so, so fun, though. So that will be really fun. But there's some really good content, too. You know, we've got people talking about executive functions. So mm-hmm. if you've got a kiddo who can't, like a teenager who's not who can do the work but can't get it turned in or they can't think to pick up this book and that thing, right, you're right. definitely going to want to tune into that. We've got people... Uh, Dr. Mary Barbera is going to talk about building language and reducing tantrums. Uh, awesome. You're going to talk about anxiety and potty training and everything else under the sun. We've got somebody talking just about sleep issues. Yeah. Amanda Ralston is going I to love be that. here with Eric Larson that. talking about sleep issues for people on the spectrum and how it affects the entire family. Um, so exciting. You know, what time is that? Do you remember? That is really early in the morning for us. It's like... I want to say it's it's is it three a.m. for us? I oh, think wow. so. Oh Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I think so. East coast it's really time. so. It's six o'clock east coast time because they're on east coast time. Right. So it's right. even early right. for them, but it's crazy early for us. Um, but that's going to be an amazing hour. We've got people from the Ed Asner Center who are going to oh, be of doing course. an hour. right. We've got Connor, who is a 13-year-old chef, is going to be cooking for you tonight amazing. on Cooking with Connor and Friends. So that's really amazing. We have the Spec Lab- Labs Band tonight. Oh, my gosh, that's to be amazing. There. Then we have three different hosts of Stories from the Spectrum for a total of five different hours of Stories from the Spectrum. Dr. Carrie Magro is going to do a two-part uh, stories from the spectrum early in the morning both mornings uh, talking about the 15 things that you all need to know about autism from Amazing. the perspective wow. of someone wow. on the spectrum Um, And then Amy Ravino, who Amy is an autism sexuality advocate and relationship coach. Great. Amazing. Um, And so she's doing two hours. In the first hour, she's going to talk about what it's like for her as a woman on the spectrum to give that perspective. But then in the second hour that she's doing on the second morning, her guest is Dr. Peter Gerhart. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, he's a great speaker. He's lots of fun to listen to. So that will be really fun. then. And the other hour of stories from the Spectrum on Thursday morning early, Tom Island, who is um, an amazing—he's the first Toastmaster, official Toastmaster on the Spectrum. Oh wow! Great speaker. He's Emily Island's son. That's amazing. Amazing. And and Tom's gone on to so many things. He does a lot of coaching, and he's going to be here with Rosetta Walker, who is known as the Queen of Inspiration, and Tom and uh, Rosetta are. Boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe more. We'll wait and see what they say during that hour. Great. But they're going to be talking about love and marriage Wonderful. and relationships on the spectrum and what it's like when somebody's on the spectrum and somebody else isn't and how we have to be respectful. And I all. love They're that. going to tear it down and build it back up for you. I love it. Which will I be super it. fun. Then we have all those other podcasts. Make sure that you're tuning in because we've got South Africa that will be joining us. We have uh, the Chattapallies will be doing. We've got documentaries. We're going to be talking about two different documentaries. My name is Siri. Um, we're, we we got to tune, tune out here in just. But the documentary, My Name Is Siri, and then tomorrow Nancy and I are going to be talking about the documentary Beyond. Yes, wonderful. Oh my wow. gosh, so you're much all going to need to know about that. So okay. yeah, good stuff. Okay, uh, all hopefully right. Hopefully you won't lose your voice. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, who cares? <laughs> uh, I'll be all gruff and Lauren Bacall. Well, sounds great. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So the next time you see us, it's gonna be time. We'll uh, so please tune in. Please share. Please, please come and bring a com- comfy slippers and tune in for a while um, because it's gonna be really great. All right. Thank you to all of you. Thank you. Thank we'll you. see you later on today. Until then, give yourselves a hug from me and one for your kiddos too. Bye bye for now. Bye everyone.